Hey, welcome to Plant Yourself. I'm your host, Howard Jacobson. Two quick announcements before we get to today's show. If you're interested in becoming a health coach, I'm offering another run due to popular demand for people who can't make 8 p.m. on Wednesday nights, Eastern Time. So we're doing another run of the program, which will meet the practicums will meet at 10 a.m. on Wednesdays, Eastern Time U.S., which means if you're in Europe or Africa, uh, that might be good for you. Also, if you're in the US and evenings aren't good and you have free time in the mornings, either 7 a.m. Uh, Pacific time or 10 to 1130 Eastern, then you can participate. If you want to find out more about becoming a wicked effective health coach, you can go to wellstartcoach.com. Second thing is, if you're not aware of it, Josh Lajani and I have a book that is free on Amazon Kindle. It's called Sick to Fit. And if you just go to Amazon and search for Sick to Fit, you'll be able to download it for free and read it on any Kindle enabled device, even a phone, smartphone, tablet, computer, whatever. All right, let's get to today's episode. This is the Plant Yourself podcast. I'm Howard Jacobson of plantyourself.com and wellstarthealth.com. This podcast is part of my mission to help you live a self-loving and supported life. So today's guest is Diane Randall, and she really is today's guest because I got off the phone with her about 45 minutes ago. So I'm not going from notes here. I'm just going to riff a little bit on what my impressions are of this wonderful woman and what she's going to talk to us about in just a few moments. So Diane was a systems engineer uh, with a sparkling career trajectory, and she had two young kids and she was newly divorced. And, you know, that's kind of poster child for busy professional, right? And her health suffered because of that. She had high blood pressure, high cholesterol. She suffered from a lot of stress-related ailments. Her weight was all over the place. And her doctor warned her that she needed to do something if she went on to be around for her kids as they grew. And she, as a, uh, a consultant also, in addition to being a systems engineer, she asked herself a very consulting-y question, which is, what does being healthy mean to me? And so, I love that because instead of just sort of jumping in and trying to do something, solve the problem before she had defined the problem, she carved out some space to really go inward instead of immediately reaching outside herself for a solution. And that's kind of a theme of the entire conversation is the willingness to check in, even when you know the world feels like it's on your case when you have so many responsibilities, when you don't have a minute to yourself, where there's always something you need to be doing for someone to meet a deadline, to drive your kids, to take care of a sick relative, to participate in a civic responsibility that we don't have time for ourselves. And so when we look for solutions, we look to the same place where all the problems are coming from. We look externally. We look for programs. We look for other people to tell us what to do. We look for something outside of ourselves to come in and save us. And that's simply not how it works. We get into Diane's story, how once she decided that healthy meant healthy in body as well as in bank account, that she took courses, workshops, did a lot of reading, uh, discovered Drs. Esselstyn and Campbell and became plant-based and then became a life coach and a wellness coach. And her specialty is helping other busy professionals find the time, make the time, create the time, create the priority that creates the time to take care of themselves so that they can be there for their ones they love. And if you are a busy professional, you will like the fact that this is a short episode of the podcast. We get right to it. And Diane shares a whole bunch of very actionable tips as well. So two quick things. I promise they're quick before we get to the interview. One is the next WellStart Health 12-week on-ramp to health begins on March 4th, 2019. Go to wellstarthealth.com slash program to read all about it and to apply. Second thing is, if you'd like to become a health coach and you want to learn what I think are the best, most reliable techniques for getting people to take action towards their goals. Well Start Health Coach Training is running another cohort, and that will begin at the end of March. If you're interested, go to wellstartcoach.com and read all about it. And if you'd like to be notified of the details when we're ready to get rolling, just leave your email in the little box somewhere on that website. All right. So without further ado, 
Diane Randall, welcome to the Plant Yourself podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I wanted to talk to you today about something that looks like your, your, your real area of expertise, which is helping like busy, successful people not turn their lifestyles into an excuse for not being healthy, right? Is that, is that kind of an accurate way to, to describe your, your, your contribution? <laughs> that is an accurate way to describe it, because when we're busy, that is the ultimate excuse not to support ourselves in our lives in a healthy way. <laughs> so let's let's start with uh, with your story. I, I assume at one point you were that person. Right? Oh, yes, I was that person. Uh, many years ago, about 25 years ago, I was that busy professional working as a systems engineer and then a consultant trying to keep my life in order with no, with no tools. I also had two children, newly divorced mom with two children, two small children, and trying to figure out a way, how do I support these children, support myself, and have a career at the same time? And it uh, wasn't working out too well. Um, I had a lot of... Uh, a lot of chronic conditions like high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Uh, my doctor kept warning me about the level of stress in my life, that I was headed down a path that, that, that wasn't really looking too good for me. So I had to figure out a way, how do I support myself, figure out what does really being healthy mean? And along the way, uh, like you said, I was my first client. I found a way to stay ways to stay healthy yeah. and to stay um, uh, so, so have a lot of energy. Before we get there, I, I, I want to challenge mm -hmm. one thing you said already, which is that mm -hmm. you had to figure out a way. Most people like no, you didn't. Like most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean. <laughs> Like, You're like right. that was, that no, was optional. Like what, what, what kind of brought you to the, cause I'm mean, you, we both know people for whom that lifestyle is a one way ticket to, to worse and worse health, even, even as they may be accumulating more and more money and, and, you know, rising higher and higher in their company or their profession. What was it that, that made you decide that, that your current trajectory was, uh, was going to have to change? Uh, thank you for challenging me on that because I saw my health depleting, but I had this awesome career. I love my children. I wanted to show up for my children, but I knew just having this wonderful career was not going to sustain me. And I needed to be able to show up in my life. I mean, I made that decision that I needed to figure out what does healthy mean because I had a fear that I wouldn't be around because of the path, you know, the health path. I was heading down just unhealthy path of not eating correctly, not even knowing, you know, I thought I knew what healthy was thanks to all my learnings from TV. Uh -huh. <laughs> Wait, you, you mean that's not where we should be getting our health information? That is not where we look. I was headed, I was just in a bad direction and I was a, a divorced single mom at the time and I really just made a commitment to myself that I needed to figure that out because I wanted to be around to just enjoy my life and enjoy my children and enjoy this awesome career path that I was on at the time. Yeah. So now you, you were, in, like, I'm guessing, sort of late 20s, early 30s at this like yes, crisis yes. junction? Yes. Like, yes, yes was, I was. Was there anything in your family history that made you believe that you were mortal? Because I know, in my, you know, I in my 30s, I didn't even have that great a career in my early 30s. I was just, you know, I was treading water. I was trying to get a, a, a doctorate and... I, you know, I still have the paperwork, my high cholesterol, my my overweight, the same sort of conversations. And um, 
like I, it didn't even occur to me that, you know, and maybe because, um, you know, I wasn't a, a single dad, but it just didn't occur to me that I wasn't going to be around for another 40, 50 years. Well, what I can share, if, if I take it back a little further than that, as I grew up, diabetes was rampant throughout my family, type two diabetes. So uh -huh. I have got, I, at that time, being even younger than that, I witnessed uh, a, a my relatives going blind, amputations, mm -hmm. uh, people dying early, not the whole family, but just I'd say three or four times that happened. And it, I think that planted the seed at that time. And I'm like, I, I don't know, really know what this diabetes is, but I, I'm not going out like that. I remember telling myself that. But yeah. but not just consciously thinking about that all the time because there was some time in between when I told myself that. Yeah. See, when I, when I hear that now, I'm I'm thinking, well, that's another reason to not do anything. Like, oh well, this is you know, <laughs> this is my genetics. This is what happens in my family. Like, this is the story. Like, you know, we we all know people like you know, none of the men in my family lived past fifty. So, right. So like, how how, is, I hear you? how is that not a I story you, you told yourself? But but I when I when I experienced that in my life and and even with my own chronic conditions, I didn't believe that I had to live like that. I I just felt I didn't know what to do. That that's where I started. Keep in mind, I do have at that time and still do have people around me that that. Uh, or like, well, you know, this is I've been like this. This is what happens. I do. I do experience that. But for me, it's like I've got there's there is a way. And, and keep in mind, I saw people that were healthy. You know, <laughs> I, I saw people that weren't sick. Uh -huh, so right. I guess for me, I made a choice that I was going to go on the side of figuring out what does it take to really be healthy? Right. And I wonder if your your professional background and training may have contributed to that, because I know so many people, you know, who, who are so smart about solving problems in their business lives. And yet they're 300 pounds and like like the, a total disconnect between how smart they are about their work and how not smart they are about their bodies and their health. We're, were you pulling on kind of system engineer training or, or, or business training? I would say I was pulling on system engineer training as well as consulting training, but also pulling from a place that I've always been an optimistic person, uh, always believing that if you tell me the sky is, is blue, yes, I see it's blue, but I want to investigate that. You know, <laughs> I, I want to dig a little deeper to see why is it blue and can it be another color? <laughs> That's my mindset. You know, I've always been an optimistic person. And I think part of that is growing up and having to figure my way, having to figure my way out of of, of, of life, figure my way, uh, what I was going to do in this life with the career. And, you know, maybe also I had a sister pass away at 19 years old. So mm. I knew that, that, that life could end for me. You know, I, I had that seed planted as well. Mm. Wow. So when you decided that, um, you're not going to take it anymore. What was what was the first thing you did? The first thing I did was to really think about what does it mean to me to be healthy? Because I didn't have a clue. And keep in mind, um, I wasn't necessarily surrounded by people who uh, really supported themselves. As I said earlier, diabetes was one of the main conditions that was running rampant in my family. And even the doctors were, were like, oh, it's your family history, you know. <laughs> so uh -huh. there's nothing you can do, like you said. So what I started doing was educating myself. I started reading. I started attending uh, workshops. Uh, I started uh, 
I went to uh, uh, the Integrative uh, Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I started reading uh, uh, holistic professionals like the uh, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Elselton and T. Colin Campbell's work. And then I realized that I don't have to be this way, you know. Uh-huh. And then on the way, you know, I, I, I became a health coach, a life coach, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I so- had all this education, and I really started supporting myself and feeling better. Each time I focused on what I needed to do, I started feeling better. Yeah. And people started asking me, what are you doing? What are you doing? You look good. What are you yeah. doing? So, so I, have two, I have two observations about what you just said about when you got started. The, the first one is that the, the, the first question you asked is such a consulting question. I just love that. Like, what does health mean to me? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, like I could just see you yeah. in front of the room at the whiteboard, say, "Hey, everybody, let's slow down. <laughs> let's let's define our terms. Let's come to a common definition." <laughs> right, so you were able to like be a consultant for yourself. I love that. Yes, yes, I was, I, and I never thought about it like that until now. <laughs> but I definitely. I, I, I needed to really explore what what is what does it mean to be happy and part of that equation was to have my health, enjoy my career, and raise my children as best that I could. And and knowing that all the success in the world wasn't going to sustain me because I'm getting sicker and sicker at that time, you know. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> so so this the second observation is uh, what you said you did was like you're you're this incredibly busy professional single mom with two kids and what you did was you mm-hmm. spent you devoted time that must have been an extremely short supply to reading to going to workshops to taking courses at IIN to you know I, and I'm sure you you know Esselstyn and Campbell weren't probably the only people you read I'm sure you came across people oh god who, who were you know of, of a different uh, persuasion around food. Like how did, how did you carve out the time initially? Cause that's, that's, you know, that's what we started out by saying that people use the that's excuse right. of, of busy. So how did you get around well, busy to actually do more things? Well, I, 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 and I, I teach a lot about boundaries and priorities. I reassess my priorities. Keep in mind for me, Getting a handle on my health was a priority, and I know people say they have priorities and they don't do that, but for me, it was it was crucial. It was important that I carve out time to figure out what I needed so that I could be healthy and support myself as, as a mom, as a consultant, as a trainer, as all these things I had going on at the time. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I love that. That you know, people say it's a priority, but it isn't, right? You can't, you, know, you can't tell what people's priorities are by what they say, right? right? Like I, I say, it, like it, taking it, care it, taking care of myself is a priority, and then like two weeks ago, I got sick, and so I had to spend three days in bed. It's like, well, you know what? I could have done that before I got sick, and it would have been a lot more fun. <laughs> you know, like li- life life will force us, right, to. Uh, to deal with the consequences of our actions. And it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to anticipate them and take proactive action, which just sounds like what you did. It, it's what I did. And, and, and I evolved into that, that person as proactive as I can be sure. I'm, I'm like, you know, at that time, anybody else, you know, I, I, I try to say, Ooh, I'm tired of this. You know, I'm going to stop, but guess what? the the conditions would come back, you know, <laughs> you know, I, if, if I'm at that time, I dieted myself to death, you know, it's like, okay, now if I stop dieting, you know, the weight comes back. So, uh-huh. you know, it, it was, it was uh, very challenging, but I tell you what, each time that I successfully um, uh, improved, 
each time that I got a benefit from uh, something I was doing to support myself, I just felt a little freer each time. So that's what kept me checked in. And then I started teaching what I've learned, and that is the mirror, and that also has kept me checked in, the teaching and the consulting and the, you know, all the workshops and counseling that I do. All that keeps me checked in today. I know. That's, and, that's, that's, that's <laughs> such a great secret. That if you want to maintain yeah. your health, like teach, get a job teaching others. <laughs> right. Right. Like, right in front of my face. You know. Right. I'm reaching for the chocolate cake thinking, you know what? I don't want anyone to see me eating this. So I'm going to try to live in integrity here. Right. Really. And you know what, what happened uh, when I became a plant-based 13 years ago? I had the worst sugar cravings in the world, but as I evolved as a person, as well as, as all the other things that I've done in my life, all my sweet cravings left me. And that, that was the biggest bonus, even to this day that I feel I got out of this whole thing, because it has allowed me to not be controlled by my cravings. You know, and that took up a lot of brain space, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that took up a lot of my brain, wondering, okay, what do I, I want something sweet. I, I want, you know, I'm always thinking about it, always thinking about it. So I always say the more I've improved, the more freedom I've, I've given myself to just be, you know, yeah. and, and not... <laughs> have all these things coming at me at the same time. So it's been a very positive journey. Yeah. And, it's, and it's I say it's ongoing. And it sounds like it hasn't been a linear journey that you had setbacks, you achieved things and then kind of dropped off. What, what do you think helped you keep going when so many people, you know, come, come to, a diet, they'll try something, it'll work for a while, and then they'll slip up, and then they'll say, oh, well, I guess I fell off the wagon. What the hell? Right? How, how did you keep picking yourself up? Well, what, what I've learned is that my body will follow my mind, okay? So what, what I've learned to do, I've solved a lot of my inner issues because a lot of that is emotional eating and emotional attachment to food. So I solved a lot of my issues and that's what I help people focus on today are their, their emotional, their inner issues. Because I believe when you release and heal the inner issues, that manifests in beautiful ways outside of you, especially when it comes to food. So today, and, and, you know, I took the pressure off of myself that I had to live in perfection because there is no perfection. I always say I am a perfectly imperfect human being and, and I'm, I'm happy about that, you know, but I've just noticed for the most part, I have better health than I've ever had, even in my younger years. I no longer feel that I have to diet. And because I eat plant-based, I don't, I don't even worry about my weight anymore. <laughs> you know, all those things, you know, all that from my 20s, you know, all that stuff taking up space in my brain, thinking about all the time, what can I eat? What can I eat? The guilt, the pressure, you know, of, of being one way or another. Mm -hmm. Yep. There's there's so much freedom in in discovering our default. Yes. And and that's why today I, I feel it's like over time I get freer and freer and freer. Even when I feel that, oh, man, I, I, I don't ever feel that I, I have arrived, but I feel that my work is paying off. I feel that I'm freer and freer from a lot of things in externally every day from from the work I do and, and how I navigate in in the world. So I definitely feel that I stay eating plant based because the most beautiful thing happened on my journey was that I recognized that 
I have a connection with animals and I didn't always, I wasn't raised like that, you know, to have a connection with animals. But along the way, I have a connection with animals. And now from that perspective, I can imagine eating them. Hmm. I mean, I didn't start out like this. Right. Well, that's what, what people who are on the other, you know, on, haven't started the journey yet, don't believe is that the journey is a journey of letting go of things rather than adding things, right? They look at yes. us and they think, well, we've got to do all this stuff. I've got to add this and I've got to figure this out and I've got to learn this. And, the, you know, I, th I think what you're saying and what I certainly have found to be true is for myself and for many clients is that we're just letting go of things that aren't us. Yes, the letting go. And the letting go is not something you do or you buy instantly. You know what I mean? Uh, over time, like I, I never saw my connection with the animals until I stopped, stepped back and I started eating plant-based. So I feel each step has been an unfolding of and letting go of things that just don't support me and serve me in my life. And I feel that because my mind is so open so open that I've, I've been able to see and receive all the things that have allowed me to really change my life mm -hmm. over time. Yeah. So let's, let's talk to the busy professionals who are, who are listening to this podcast on their commute right? or, or on their early, you know, they're, they're, they're woke up at four forty-five to, to go for a run <laughs> or to go on the treadmill or to, you know, an early spin class and they want to know, okay, so I've committed to health and I'm committed to my career and I'm committed to my family and I'm committed to my church. I'm committed to some, you know, my band or whatever. How, what are some, what are some tips that you have found that can generalize? Uh, and I'm asking as much for myself here as for anybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, the first tip that I say is you have to look at your life and how you're spending your time on a daily basis. And what I have clients do or people that I talk to is track your activity, the biggest activity of the day for seven days, just to see where your time's going. Because a lot of times we know what we do every day, but if you tracked it, if you literally wrote it down, you would be forced to be present with how you're spending your time because most of us busy professionals are just in, on an automatic, on automatic pilot, just going through the life every day. And also resetting your priorities. So if you're working up at 445 and you're working 12 hours a day, it's how can you carve out some time to focus on your self-care? And I always say at a certain point, whether you, you acknowledge it as a busy professional or not, that there are some things with your health going on if you're of a certain age and you've ignored yourself forever. You know, you've never checked in with yourself. So, so you already have some indication, even if you're looking at it or not. And I would challenge the listeners to, to just check in with themselves to not only see what their priorities are, but what small amount of time can they dedicate to themselves to explore something that they can do, one small thing to support themselves in a healthy way on a daily basis. I mean, I used to work out in the gym two hours. If I ate a piece of cake, I used to call it penance. I'm just sharing how crazy I was uh -huh. years ago. I called it penance, and I would work out for two hours in the gym. So what, what, what I, I said that to say is don't be hard on yourself. I want you, the listeners to loosen up. Don't judge what they're doing. Every day is a new day to start doing something to support your overall health, your mind, your body, as well as your spirit. Because I always say the body will follow the mind. So if you really start thinking about what you need as a human being and carving out that time, you may have to negotiate and set some boundaries around some time for yourself. 
on a daily basis and no excuses, which means that courage and being brave in sharing with people in a nice, loving way that you need time to support yourself. So if you start thinking about what you need, then that manifests. You can train people, teach people that, that you are making yourself a priority. And I always say the boundaries you protect, people really will respect them. If you're making self-honoring choices to support yourself, the key is to, to recognize that and accept it and start doing something small tomorrow. Beautiful. So I, I want to um, reflect back the beauty of the phrase you use, check in with yourself. And as soon as you said that, I took a breath and I kind of just checked mm -hmm. in with my body, um, you know, just to sort of feel like what life feels like in it. <laughs> You know, so I'm, I'm here at my standing desk. So feeling like where the tension is in my feet and my legs, is it is it too much to, you know, can I relax it a little bit and still not fall over? Can I notice the breath? And I love that, like, instead of saying like self-care is you have to like make a rule or a bunch of things you're going to do for yourself is, is to check in. Right. Because the, you know, so the, the, the mind, the body follows the mind, but the mind has to sort of pay check in and pay attention to the body too, right? Yes, and we have to, if you're not checked in, and, and I know uh, I've worked with a lot of people who aren't because they're distracted externally, okay? So you have different feelings going on. Let's say you've had this sensation in your abdomen for the past six months, and just because it's not hurting, you kind of let that go. But I advocate that I should feel good in my body. That's normal. That, that's, we all should feel good in our bodies. And if there's any kind of pain or tension, then I would advocate that you check in. You hone in on those, those indications. That's where your, your body is talking to you, and we have to listen by checking in with ourselves. Forget the rules. It's about checking in, checking in. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, you know, setting boundaries, no excuses, having brave conversations. That's kind of the sticking point, right? Like I can I can read, yeah. you know, I can read a million self help books. But in the moment, the feeling that I'm afraid of in having that conversation. If, if I'm not willing to face it, I'm not going to have that conversation. Right? How, how do you help your clients um, develop, grow bravery? What, 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 I, what I do, and, and I always talk about this before every class I teach, because uh, most of my workshops are about going in first. And, and what I teach them about bravery is that you have, you don't have to, but think about what your life would look like if you were able to honestly and authentically communicate what you need. And a lot, a lot of people say, you know what, I, I can't do that. I can't talk about that. But it's having that honest conversation. And, and this is what I say anyway. You know, you, you, you don't do something or you're uh, allowing yourself to, uh, uh, you're doing things that, that you don't want to do anyway, okay? You, you really are if you're honest. And at a certain point inside, there's resentment, there's anger that you're keeping inside because you aren't doing things for yourself, you're doing things for everybody else. So there are emotions inside of you anyway. And if, you're, if you could just be honest about that, not wait until you get angry because a lot of people lash out because you've asked me this for the hundredth time, I can't do anything I want to do, you know, that, that, so there's upset there, you know? So, so what I'm advocating that if you're honest 
and authentic about what you need in a kind way. Because it's coming out no matter what, okay? Because over time, <laughs> you know, we get upset, we get angry because somebody's doing something to us. And what I teach is if you could check in with how you're feeling in that moment and be able to honestly communicate and use the word I, not you, you're doing this, but I feel this way. And, and talk to your boss, talk to your significant other, your children about how you're feeling in that moment and what you need. It's not a, it doesn't have to be an angry conversation. It could be said in love and kindness, which is what you prefer. I, I advocate it's coming out anyway, one way or another, eventually. Right. You, you, might, you might as well choose the time and place and tone. <laughs> That's right. right. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to come out as, as an elbow to somebody's nose accidentally, right? That's right. And, and, it, and it's practice. It's practice. You know, it's, it's looking in this moment if someone's listening and, and, and they need something or they want to carve out some time for themselves. It's, it's just having that conversation about what you're feeling in that moment and what you need, because you need to create space in order to check in with yourself. Because if you're, for example, if you're a mom and I remember these days you get off work, you run home, you're not thinking about anything, but cooking dinner for the kids, getting the homework done. But, but I'm advocating where in that scenario, can you create some space? And what do you need to carve out a little time for yourself? What do you need to make that happen? Because no one can run in that mode forever. You know what I mean? It's really a short-term proposition to be busy, busy, busy all the time. Right. And I, al I also want to kind of let people know who are struggling with this, that like we live in a very unbalanced society and culture that, that it's, you know, the fact is we have to do it for ourselves. And the fact is that, that human beings are not really wired to do it for ourselves. We're wired to be part of these communities where, you know, the the grandparents and the aunts and the uncles are there so that, to support you when you're down, when you can't spend another minute with your kids when you're about to have a screaming fight with a with a partner right that we we're we're, at, we're being asked to do something pretty unnatural to manage this all ourselves yes we are and and what i advocate and what i teach is that you you ask for help you need help you need to check in with yourself and see where our society like it is designed to keep us externally focused. Okay. Mm. But my work is to help people turn that back in on ourselves and start thinking about what we need in the moment to support our lives, whether it's health, whether it's how we need to eat, whether it's how we need to design our lives, how we need to be happy, what's going to bring us joy, what is going to keep us in a very uh, positive, uh, healthy mode, healthy in mind, body, and spirit for this lifetime. And, th and that's, that's the work that I feel I'm, I'm here to do is, is to help people to wake up from the messaging and the conditioning from society and check back in with ourselves to see what we need. Right. And what, what I'm, what suddenly came to me as you said that is that maybe that's the seeds of the revolution, right? That if we show up in our communities, in our families, in our offices, as people who are in touch with our internal lives as well as just external and by external in our society we usually mean like getting more stuff right Accum getting more stuff accumulating Being buying distracted yeah right and so if like yeah we could like you know jump on the barricades and and demand a change 
but we we could also seed the change in a in very sort of gentle internal subtle ways that might be way more powerful in the long run that if you know if everyone you know if the the oil company executives and the pharmaceutical executives and you know the 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 trillionaire tech wizards turned their attention inward then there would be a lot more resources for everyone right a lot of resources for anyone and also as a collective as as the people, we would figure out that, you know what, we don't even need all this stuff. And and I say that to say, because the person I've evolved into over time is not the same person I was 20 years ago. And I love that I have been able to, uh, uh, and I call it, wake up and, and recognize and be honest about what I truly, truly need as a human being on, on the planet, you know. Beautiful. Um, I, I am so sorry that I have to run now because I would love to keep talking with you. Maybe we can, uh, <laughs> we can schedule a, another one. Consults.com. I'm on Facebook at Diane Randall Consults.com as well as Instagram at Diane Randall Consults.com. Nice. You got some um, you know, brand, uh, uh, what's it, what do you call it, um, consistency. Yes, I do. Yeah, I've been growing this business for 13 years. So um, Beautiful. So busy professionals yeah. who are looking for um, help, guidance from someone who's been there. Um, I, uh, I hope they'll find you and I, and I, and I hope they'll, uh, they'll also learn how to tune in and find what they need on the inside. Yes, that that is the ultimate uh, goal of my work is to help people figure that out. Beautiful. Well, I am I'm thrilled to have had this conversation with you. I'm feeling better already. I was stressed out for most of today. So the timing was good. Oh, <laughs> and uh, and Diane Randall, thank you for all you do and for taking the time today. Thank you as well. Bye, Howard. Take care. All right, let's take this baby home. So if you enjoyed this episode, if you found it useful, if you were inspired by Diane and her optimism and her depth, and you'd like to support the mission of this show, you can subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I've got a new couple of reviews this week. Let me read them to you. Bryce J.A. writes that this is a podcast about healthy living, not just eating. Howard Bryce J.A. says, is an engaging host who shares practical knowledge on a variety of topics from diet to fitness to stress reduction. His guests come from diverse backgrounds, which is a good reflection of the podcast value as more than just a source of dietary advice. This is one of the best plant-based podcasts I have heard and well worth the listen. Thank you so much, Bryce J.A. Melens says, great interviews. Good podcast with interesting guests. Howard asks for questions and allows people to give their personal stories and successes Great podcast for people wondering about going plant-based or vegan or just wanting to learn more about nutrition, etc. My Savior is Yeshua, says, love your show, uh, especially this one. I'm not sure which one um, they were referring to, unfortunately. I am a Christian that listens also. Oh, I do know. I love that Tina is serving people that would not be caught dead in a vegan restaurant and is able to be a good influence by be an example to them. So that's Tina Ahern, who has that... Uh, 611 Bakehouse in Perry, Oklahoma. And the 611, of course, comes from Matthew 611, give us this day our daily bread. I say, of course, but uh, I had to look that up. And in fact, uh, Tina told me, so uh, I'm, not, I'm not bragging here. And last one for today, Meteor 5 writes, I want to be Howard when I grow up. <laughs> Maybe not, Meteor 5 writes, but I'm still jealous of all the people he gets to talk to. I know, right? I'm so glad I found this podcast to help keep me focused on a plant-based lifestyle and to learn more ways to live a better life. Thanks, Howard. That's the secret. I love all the people I get to talk to. You should start a podcast. Everyone, you should start a podcast and you get to talk to cool people. And uh, if you want to have me on it, just let me know. Uh, Talking to cool people is just so much fun. Okay, let's uh, let's end the giddiness and and take this home. So we've got um, running news in in which uh, I discover via email that uh, Josh Lajani has signed me up for a fifty k um, 
in the uh, the Outer Banks of North Carolina on uh, Bald Head Island uh, coming up in uh, three weeks. So I am woefully undertrained for that. But uh, that's part of the fun of ultras is just go out and suffer with a bunch of people who love to suffer as well. So I'll keep you posted on that, on my training and on, on that race, uh, which is, uh, I think, along a beach on an island that uh, you have to get to by ferry and doesn't allow motorized vehicles. So that should be fun. And Josh will be there, too, and a bunch of other folks from uh, Louisiana. So maybe uh, with, with Josh there, you'll even get some Instagram glimpses, uh, which is something I, I don't really do. Second, uh, garden news. What's in the garden news? I had a smoothie today with greens. We, the rain has stopped. We've had like uh, biblical rain for, uh, for a few weeks now, and it stopped for long enough for the ground to reappear and we trudged out there and got a bunch of greens and uh it's almost time to go downtown and pick up the sweet potato slips and uh get those ready for for spring early spring planting and soon of course it'll be uh St. Patty's Day and we get to put in the the peas. So I'm about to do the gratitudes list but before I do I thought I'd let you know how you can join that list. Uh one way is to become a patron of the show and support the show with a f- ongoing monthly contribution, which really helps a lot. As you may have noticed, if you are a, a longtime listener, or even if you've just taken in a couple of casual episodes, there is no advertising on this podcast. I just uh, frankly can't be bothered to uh, to vet or to uh, run around finding them and, and, and making all those deals. I like to keep it real simple and clean, which means you are not the product of this podcast. Uh, the product of the podcast is the podcast. Um, you are the audience. And therefore, if you would like to help defray the costs, uh, one way to do that is to go to Patreon and just search for Plant Yourself or go to Plant Yourself and look on the right sidebar for the Patreon link. And then you can sign up and become a monthly ongoing supporter of this podcast. And of course, you can share this podcast with others on social media. You can email it to them. And remember that iTunes review. It's a great way to help out if you have a little bit more money than time. All right. So let's talk about the thanks. Thanks to Will Ridenauer for allowing me to use Sabali Dawn, the dance of peace. Let's listen to a few seconds of it right here. You can find more of Will's music at his website, willridenauer.com. And of course, thanks to all the Plant Yourself podcast patrons. I'm going to do it a little bit slower today. I'm recovering from a cold, so I'm not going to really go go for it. I'll do it probably in five or six breaths this time. Here we go. Kim Harrison, Lynn McClellan, Anthony Disson, Brittany Porter, Dominic Myro, Barbara Whitney, Tammy Black, Amy Good, Amanda Hatherly, Mary Jane Wheeler, Ellen Kennelly, Melissa Cobb, Rachel Behrens, Christine Nielsen, Tina Scharf, Tina Ahern, Jen Vilkanovsky, David Bizek, The Mysterious, Michelle X, Elspeth Feldman, Victoria Dolmanova, Leia Stoller, Alan Christensen, Colleen Peck, Michelle Landry, Josina, Julianne Rowland, Stu Dolnick, Sarah Durkis, Rhymes with Circus. Kelly Cameron, Wayne Pedersen, Leanne Peterson, Janet Selby, Claire Adams, Tom Franzek, Jeanette Bedden, Gil Lestert, David Donahue, Blair Seibert, Doron Avizov, Gio and Carolyn Argentati, Jody Friesner, Ruth Ann Thunderbrook, Misha Rosen, Michael Warbeck, the equally mysterious Tracy Z, Alicia Lemus, Rebecca Hughes. Val Linneman rhymes with cinnamon. Nick Harper, Stephanie Holmes, Martha Bergner, Nicole Renzi, Susan Ahmad, Molly Levine, Inscrutable Harry R, Susan Laverty, The Panda Vegan, Craig Kovic, Adam Sharp, Karen Burry, Heather Morgan, Lashley Corker, and Kelly Machia, Deanne Norton, Bonnie Lynch, and Plant Happy Oregon, Sabina Kurtzels, Nigel Davies, Marion Blum, Teresa Copel, Shell Rutledge, Julian Watkins, Breed O'Connell, Brian Sheridan, Shannon Hirschman, Kate Rosland, Ayat, Julie Langholm, Hedegaard, Isa Tuzinwa, Connie Hayline. Aaron Greer, Alicia Davis, Aviva Lael, Heather O'Connor, Carolyn Jensen, Sherry Orlikoski of Plant Powered for Health, Karen Smith, Scott Mirani, Karen and Joe Crabtree, Tanya Lewis, Kirby Burton, Teresa Carell, Kevin McCauley, Elizabeth Rothschild, Kelly Baker, Miracle, and Jesse, Cheryl Dwyer, Jenny, Denny Hazelton, Valerie Peltier, Peter W. Evans, Colleen Harrison, Justine Divitt, Joshua Summermeyer, Dennis Bird, Darby Kelly, Lori Fenny, Linnea Lundquist. Valerie Hummel, Deb Casilla, Emily Iaconelli, Levy Wallach, Rosamund McAtee, Dan Picorni, Stephen Lenin, Patty DiMartino, Mike and Donna Kartz, Deanne Bishop, Bilberry Elf, Gunter Schmidt, Marjorie Lewis, Kelly Molden, Tricia Adams, Ian Kramer, Nancy Sheldon, Lindsay Bayshore, Gunn Murray Hagen, and Tracy Gulledge for your generous support of the podcast. That's it for this week. As always, be well, my friends.
right, time for thanks. Thanks to Will Ridenour for allowing me to use his beautiful song, Sabali Don, The Dance of Peace. You can find more of Will's music at his website, willridenour.com. And of course, thanks to all of you Plant Yourself podcast patrons. Kim Harrison, Lynn McClellan, Anthony Disson, Brittany Porter, Dominic Mauro, Barbara Whitney, Tammy Black, Amy Good, Amanda Heatherly, Mary Jean Wheeler, Ellen Kennelly, Melissa Cobb, Rachel Barnes, Christine Nielsen, Tina Sharp, Tina Ahern, Jen Filkonofsky, David Vizek, The Mysterious, Michelle X, Elspeth Feldman, Leah Stoller, Alan Christensen, Colleen Peck, Michelle Andrews, Josina, Sarah Durkis, Rhymes with Circus, Kelly Cameron, Wayne Pedersen, Janet Selby, Kara Adams, Tom Fronsek, Jeanette Benham, Gail Lacerte, David Donahue, Blair Cyborg, Tarona Vizo, Gio and Carol Argitati, Jody Friesner, Ruthann Funderburg, Misha Rosen, Michael Warbeck. The equally mysterious Tracy Z of Eva Lael, Alicia Lemus, Rebecca Hughes, Val Lineman, Rhymes with Cinnamon, Nick Harper, and Martha Bergner, Susan Amon, Molly Levine, the inscrutable Harry R., Susan Laverty, the Panda, Vegan, Craig Kovic, Adam Sharp, Karen Burry, Heather Morgan, Kelly Machia, Deanne Norton, Bonnie Lynch, Plant, Happy Oregon, Sabina Kurtzels, Nigel Davies, Marion Blum, Teresa Copel, Julian Watkins, Breed O'Connell, Shannon Hirsch, Shannon Hirschman, Linda Ayat, Holm Hedegaard, Isa Tuzumwa, Connie Hainline, Aaron Greer, Alicia Davis. Heather O'Connor, Carolyn Jensen, Sherry Orlikoski, a plant powered for health, Karen Smith, Scott Marani, Karen and Joe Crabtree, Tanya Lewis, Kirby Burton, Teresa Carell, Kevin McCauley, Elizabeth Rothschild, Ann Jesse, Cheryl Dwyer, Jenny Hazelton, Valerie Peltier, Peter W. Evans, Colleen Harrison, Justine Divitt, Joshua Sommermeyer, Dennis Bird, Darmy Kelly, Laurie Fanny, Linnea Lundquist, Valerie Hummel, Emily Iaconelli, Levy Wallach, Rosamund McEntee, Dan McCorney, Stephen Lehman. Petty D. Martino, Mike and Donna Cartson, Deanne Bishop, Bill Brielf, Gunter Schmidt, Marjorie Lewis, Kelly Molden, Trisha Adams, Ian Kramer, Nancy Sheldon, Lindsay Bashford, Gun Marie Hagen, Tracy Gullish, Laura Heaton, Meg for Mama Says, Rochelle Kennedy, Diana Goldman, Stacey Stokes, Ben Savage, Michael Kay, Holly Butler, Diana, David Hughes, Connie Rogers, Claire England, Sally Robertson, Parham Ganchi, Amy Daly, Brian Tourville, Mark Jeffrey Johnson, Josie Dempsey, Karen Schmidt. Pamela Hayden, Emily Perryman, Olga Sidorowska, Allison Corbett, Richard Stone, Lauren Vaught, Abedable Musings, Aaron Hasty, Sean Owen, Sagar Nayak, Erica Piedra, and Danielle Roberts for your generous support of the podcast. That's it for today. As always, be well, my friends.